And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shelton. I'm Steffi Barnett. On today's show, we're looking after you. Yeah, Christmas is fun for most, but not all. Uh, if it's a time of year that you find stressful, we're talking to Nina from Second Step uh, for some tips and tricks to help you through. Plus our roundup of the best books for Christmas this year. Uh, all coming today, right here on Shout Out. <laughs> Last time this year, I should have got the Christmas jingles out for this week. Actually, as well, shouldn't I? I well, I'm really disappointed in you. I'm really. Dis- I was looking forward to the Christmas jingles. Well, I, my whole day was built around the shout out Christmas I jingles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tend to use it before the, the Christmas crackers, no. isn't it? Sweet. I've um, noticed a lot of the TV channels have gone to their special eye dance now. Yeah, you know yeah. where they do Christmas trees and revolving yeah. Santas. Oh, we finally got our tree up. Have you at home? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was getting to a point I was like, well, don't put it up soon. There's not going to be much point. But we'll be so busy decorating, you see. Have no, you got a not. Ken doll on the top? No, I have got um, an elf on a shelf, if that counts, on the elf top of the Have you? Shelf. Yeah. Have you been putting him in awkward positions? Mm, well, he's been, <laughs> been on a tree, so... <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh. <laughs> I said, like, that won't be an awkward position. <laughs> or, or an awkward position in its own right. That's where the um, tree is. But we, we haven't... Yeah, I'm, I've had, had him there, and I've had him on, like, the top of the TV, and, and yeah, doing the husband's head in, moving him around every now and again. He's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because it annoys you. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to get up in the middle of the night and do it, so no. it surprises Carl. No, I'm not that. <laughs> not that. I, I do it... He tends to go up to bed a little bit before me, so I'll do it then. Kind of thing. I shouldn't give away my secrets on there because he listens, but there you go. Well, it's only it, for another couple of weeks. He listens? We have a listener? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> no. Terry, you, you're going to say just, just you, you've listener. not heard of Elf on a Shelf. No, I haven't, actually. What's, that, what's Elf on a Shelf? Oh, it's, it, it's an American thing. It, it, in short, it's another one of those. Um, um, a, manu- a toy manufacturer had a ton of um, Santa elves mm. um, that they needed to shift. Yep. So they came up with a really good marketing campaign of Elf on a Shelf um, keeping an eye on the kids for Santa before Christmas uh, makes sense. Um, and it's kind of it originally started off as a, you know they keep an eye on you make sure and you must be good else the Elf on the Shelf will see kind of thing but then in order to make it more fun for the kids people move it around and do things like you know one day it'll be in a bookcase and the next day it'll be on top of the Christmas tree and the next day you know and, and you see all kinds of weird things like them sellotape to the ceiling and things and the kids like it turns into this like hunt the elf in the morning before school type thing you know or or find out what the elf has done yeah whether it's been Um, naughty or nice but elf on a shelf is copyrighted so you don't tend to get it over here but the elf that looks very similar was on sale in all the um, supermarkets like a month ago and it was like three quid I thought oh it's Christmas I'll get one so I did (laughs) I had to get home and Carl was like what's that (laughs) (laughs) we could do our own version who's going to be the elf for next Christmas we could market Andy on a shelf People could, people could put him on the top of their Christmas trees. 
Well, I, I was just saying, we, uh, which Andy are we talking about? Or are you trying to put both of us on the shelf somewhere? <laughs> either either way. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. we've, we've, we've got a, a kind of Christmassy show, because um, next week's like a very fun show. Um, but we've always recognised the fact that not everybody enjoys themselves at Christmas. Absolutely. Um, for some people, it can actually be quite a nasty and stressful time. Quite and um, yeah. um, Because, you know, our, our remit's always been trying to outreach and, and help people in those kind of situations yeah. um, it's just one example um, this week we're talking to uh, Second Step um, that's a charity that very much helps people um, um, who have these kind of issues and we're going to be talking to Nina we are um, and that's coming up very shortly um, so uh, stay with us um, before then though I think this is a brand new track is it not? It's not even brand new. It's before brand new oh, because it's not, it's not been released yet. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, you see, you know, you, you and Hazel Dean. You I know, know right? <laughs> <laughs> this is an exclusive. It is. Well, this is called uh, Happy New Year. Have a listen to this. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, my lovely Hazel Dean there. And a happy new year. We're, we're, we're like a, a couple of weeks early for that, really, aren't we? We are. <laughs> we are. Well, it's not, it's not released to the 27th. Right. Uh, it's a lovely yeah. cover of a, an old ABBA track, isn't it? It is. It's appeared on the Super yeah. Trooper album. There's quite a few mixes, I think. Um, there's a Big Ben mix, and I think that was the Sparkles. Uh. Ah. ah, that's very us, Sparkles. <laughs> it is. That's why I played it. <clears throat> very, very us. Being as you're us. normally covered in glitter, Terry. Who's <laughs> 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 to say it isn't right now? I can see a little bit in your eyebrows, a little bit in your beard. It's very yes. nice. Well, it was a bit like that. We, we got a fake tree this year, and when we put it up, I turned around and looked, and the whole of the lounge was covered in glitter. And it did just look like I'd been attacked was by that fairies Carl or just something. Just shaking bags of glitter everywhere and blaming but that's, it on no, the tree. That's normal, isn't it? Every time I've been around your house, your whole place is covered. I don't in know glitter. why he's trying to cover it up now. No, no, a bit late. The glitter's out of the bag. I think Andy. people know you're gay. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud. I don't mind the glitter. So. <laughs> Every time he steps out of a room, he anyway, just I haven't asked her if she likes glitter, but uh, perhaps we should, as we say, hello to Nina. Are you there, Nina? I am. Hello. Hi. Are, are Hi you, how are you doing? Are you a glitter fan at Christmas? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit messy, I'll isn't it, Nina? A bit uh, messy. Yeah, it is a bit messy, but I'll go with it. I'll go with so, the glitter. No, can I can I point out because we'll get shot if we don't say this? You should buy biodegradable glitter these days, not not the <laughs> yeah eco friendly stuff. Edible glitter. Edible glitter. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so anyway, a very warm welcome, Nina. Uh, you're you're from an organisation called Second Step, aren't you? Um, now I know we're going to talk to you about um, you know Christmas and some of the woes that people have and some of the issues they have but very quickly do you just want to give our audience a quick synopsis of what Second Step is and, and, and what your general remit is yeah so um, Second Step we, we um, work with people um, generally who uh, have mental health difficulties um, so we do um, kind of housing and support um, and I particularly work in uh, the Bristol Wellbeing College right um, so that's that's my main role within within the uh, within second step. So I, I'm going to kick it off, and I, Terry, I don't know if you want to step in here or not, but yeah, I mean, sure. Christmas to me is a fantastic time of year. It's a time when I get together with the family. We all make that special effort to all get together, and you know, it's full of festive fun and and cheer and swapping of presents and usually consuming too much food and depending on your age, too much alcohol too. That's not the case for everyone, though. What, can you give us some ideas? What kind of things affect other people? 
I'm and asking you, Terry. Me? Yes. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I thought you were asking me. I'm so, so sorry. I, I think that was just a dramatic pause. For once, as, for as once, you were, Terry. I was a dramatic pause. Christmas is, as you say, you know, a, a difficult time for some people. Um, and, you know, people can have trauma if they've been bereaved or mm. uh, I don't want to over-egg the situation, but there's a lot of people in our community who maybe are estranged from their birth families and don't have uh, a family of choice to go to at Christmas time. And that obviously, in the context of a world where there's lots and lots of advertising, which sort of says, oh, you know, we're all going to go around the Lord of the Manor's house and eat pheasants <laughs> from the Middle Ages. There's that kind of image and there's that kind of pressure, I think, mm. on people to perform that, in a particular way. Does that mean that, you know, the, the TV ads we see of that perfect Christmas with the big turkey in the middle of the table and the family of a dozen or more enjoying themselves, that must look awful to people who feel alone and alienated? Nina? So. Nina? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's it's really difficult for people um, to get away from Christmas, almost impossible. There's there's quite a run-up, isn't there, to Christmas? So, um, yeah. you know, it's over a pro- prolonged period of time. You know, the songs start in November. And, November? Um, God, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I started hearing them in the supermarket in September. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, these, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You know, adverts of families gathered round tables, you know, full of food or trees laden with presents is, you know, it, it's not necessarily a full reflection mm. of the reality for lots of people. You know, even those who spend perhaps Christmas with their family uh, can find it really stressful. There could be arguments, you know, bickering, you know, it worse, mm. you know, could, could end in violence. So, I mean, I suppose, mm. um, yeah. Absolutely. Are these, are these, are these, I mean, obviously, I don't want you to talk about your client, but are these examples of mm. things that you're already having people talk to you about so far this year, then? Well, I mean, I. Uh, I don't know how many listeners know, but I work for the Hope Project, which is part of Second Step. So um, my my the focus of my role is to work in male suicide prevention. And a lot of the gentlemen I speak to, and and a lot of what I've heard over the last few weeks is either I'm alone, I you know I'm isolated. This is you know really impacting my mental health and my depression. This could trigger a relapse in my recovery. I don't have enough money. That money is a big one. Um, men who feel that they have to provide and have no idea how they're going to buy presents or how they're going mm. to get the food on the table and yeah. it's all this stuff I know you money's, know. money's been a huge one this year hasn't it especially with rising yeah. rising um, uh, bills like we, we've all seen in yeah. the news everything that's going on with gas and, and the like that's just think, one example it's mm. I was going to say I think also when you're not in perhaps a, in a good place mentally you know this time of year is like shining a spotlight on those <laughs> on those feelings of anxiety and sadness and aloneness. It's, it kind of feels magnified at this time of, of year, I think, for a lot of people. So what, what, kind, of, what kind of tips and tricks? I mean, because we can't solve everything because, you know, there, there's so many different things out there. But if, if people are listening to this and it's starting to hit home with them and they're starting to think, yeah, actually, that, that rings a bell with me, what, what kind of help and advice would be kind of put out there that may help? Is that, is that to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think there are things we can do. I mean, you know, to get through the next couple of days of Christmas time, um, we we kind of have external resources, you know, such as you know nature and parks around us. Um, but we also have sort of internal resources that we can perhaps that can help bring us comfort, and we can learn how to sort of navigate difficult feelings. So I think, firstly, it's really important to acknowledge. 
um, that you might be having a really difficult time at this time of year and to sort of practice some kind of self-kindness, you know, kind of almost imagining perhaps the friend was talking to you about, um, you know, mm-hmm. how, how, they, how they are feeling at this time of year and sort of turn that kind of kindness inward, I guess. Um, and then there's just reminding ourselves that even though, you know, we, we may be physically alone or feeling alone, that actually, you know, kind of lots of people will be spending Christmas mm. On, yeah, on their own. I think that's a really good point because, I mean, I I always have a very quiet Christmas. At the very most, it's it's me and my brother in the house, and mm. uh, you know we don't have a big family Christmas at all. We just sit down and watch television and videos, and it's nice to sometimes give yourself permission to say, I'm not having a big do i'm mm. not not drinking mm. even and i'm not gonna have you know, i have a few treats in food and things like that but i'm having a quiet one and i i wouldn't change that for the world and i think if you give yourself permission to say christmas is what i want it to be and it doesn't mm. have to be like the big tv commercials yeah and, and i guess the other thing is well, if you if you're listening and you know of friends um who are on their own this year you know have a think could you spare a chair around your table um you know I, I, i've got a friend who is um um gonna be on her own and luckily she had so many friends she, she had a few offers so I, I don't know if she's coming to join us or not but we felt that we had a spare space at our table and i said you know don't sit home on your own come mm. join us you know um mm. yeah the inter- i'd also say it's quite it's quite useful to make a plan for your day as well so mm, yeah. you know perhaps treat yourself you know to a really nice breakfast or go for a bike ride you could get creative on the day so there there are and like you say if, if you are feeling lonely then perhaps you can arrange to, mm. to call someone does, or have a, does that doesn't that also help because one of the things that we mentioned there which i know is a big topic at the moment is is around money um you know mm. and and there's always this expectation of you know i need to provide and give presents and and the like and um you know does planning that in advance and thinking that through more tend to end up helping more or 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 are there is there other advice that we would give out for people who are struggling financially i think it's up to me again i think planning is is probably quite a good idea and i've had some gifts that have been made for me in the past you know really lovely i real sort of nice thought out gifts that have been that have been made and given to me which i don't think probably cost a lot but it's the it's the thought sentimental as well Yeah, 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 yeah yeah I just want to mention there as well that there are food banks um, that will be open over the Christmas period. So if there are people that are struggling to to that level where they they literally don't have any food or are running out of things, then um, go and have a look at the Trussell Trust website um, and also have a look at the (coughs) changesbristol.org.uk because they've got a whole page on there about the support that's available over Christmas and all the different chat services. So you don't even have to pick up a phone anymore and call somebody. You can just text. And every town, city in the country will have that available well calm for example is available to any anybody all around the world from five o'clock till midnight i believe yeah amazing and the internet can be a great help i I mean i was uh, one of my colleagues um over at second step actually uh sent me a, a link to sarah millican the comedian oh, she's yes. she's going to be doing a, a sort of live 
performance if you like or live chat for people that are alone on christmas day and all oh, you need to her. do is follow her on twitter and i think that's going to be happening quite a lot i mean people doing dance-a-thons and yeah. parties well, online can be she's, quite a nice i thing. know she's very good at it because she also did the um voiceover for the app from couch to 5k <laughs> i managed to get, get my husband up off the sofa with a <laughs> come on chuck off you go <laughs> motivation so yeah really, really good one that nina could you tell us a little bit about um, the Second Step Wellbeing College as we look forward to sort of 2022 and things that people might like to be doing to improve their mental health what sort of things yeah. are you going to be doing in 2022? Yeah so we provide kind of online and face-to-face workshops and courses for those who are struggling um, with mental health and, and all our sessions are aimed at sort of developing and cultivating strategies to help kind of maintain um, our well-being. So we, we, we run courses like anxiety and depression, but we also run some really creative um, workshops around writing. Um, and we also like have a Be Present series um, where we practice being more mindful. Um, and we'll be um, rerunning our trauma course as well um, next year. So there'll be lots of things on our website um, to, to check out, lots of courses. And are they open to anyone that's used services or anyone in the, in the public? What's, what's the requirements? So um, anyone who's used um, Bristol Mental Health Services, um, mm. either previously or, or currently using um, Bristol Mental Health Services, um, there are a few GP surgeries that we're also linked to, um, mm. but I would really recommend going to the website to look at eligibility. Um, or if you're, you know, in doubt, then you can you can mm. give us a call. Okay. Is, oh, is there a number that, then that, that that you can be contacted on, or a switchboard number? Um, yeah, there is a number which is um, uh, for the college, which is o double one seven nine one four five four nine eight. And you can also kind of visit um, or email us as well. You can email the college and you can visit the website. Brilliant. Cool. Listen, can we, um, can we just give out the number for the, the texting service, which is available worldwide 24 um, seven, which means because a lot of people get free text, don't they, rather than calling. Yeah. So this is a 24 yep. seven texting service around the world. They're called Shout and the number is 85258. Yes, yeah, texting service for anybody who's struggling. But like I said, go on to Changes Bristol because they've got all of them listed for you to use. Okay. Great lot of options. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. And, and whatever you do have a safe and and a merry christmas um but um, nina thank you so much for talking to us it's um it's been lovely to uh Aww. you know get get some help and advice out there we really do appreciate it so. yeah thank you thank you for in- inviting us on Great thanks nina you. you're thanks, more than nina. welcome uh, you're Bye-bye. listening to shout out stay with us we're back in a minute the shout out podcast podcast there you go that's um joni mitchell um, with a song called river Lovely, lovely, slow Christmassy one, that one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, reminds me of an Ali McBeal one. Wow. Gosh, I haven't heard that for a while. No. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me because it's Joni Mitchell of Love Actually. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Of course. Where she gets that CD. Mm. Yes. Well, yeah, she gets the CD because Alan's being a very naughty boy. He is, and bought (laughs) bought, (laughs) bought his potential bit on the side, some jewellery. You just need Devo, wouldn't you? (laughs) What's going on here, Alan? uh, Anyway, the two of you be kind enough to oblige. Shall we get some uh, news headlines? Why not?
This is Shoutout News on Thursday the 16th of December. Tributes have been paid by LGBTQIA plus fans of literature to the gay and trans ally Anne Rice, author and essayist who has passed on at the age of 80. Rice will be best remembered for her series of books called The Vampire Chronicles. One of the books in the series was turned into an acclaimed 1994 movie called Interview with the Vampire, starring Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. With international sales of some of some 150 million units, Rice is now one of the best-selling authors of all time. For decades, she was a firm supporter of LGBTQIA plus freedom and wrote about her own issues with her Catholic faith when it was less intolerant of various groups. In more recent years, Miss Rice adopted a more secular position and said that whilst the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth were central to her life, she was not a doctrinal Christian. Rice also supported women's reproductive rights, including the right to abortion. She passed on in California, surrounded by friends and family. Pink News reported that Anne Rice's son, Christopher, who was a gay man, led the tributes to his mother. That's the life and incredible literary work of Anne Rice, an unswerving ally to minorities, women and LGBTQIA plus people who has passed on at the age of 80. As the police continue to struggle with issues of racism, misogyny and incompetence, another woe has added to their worries this week. BBC News, Attitude magazine and our colleagues at the Birmingham LGBTQ radio network Gorgeous all report that a coroner's report finds that there are, quote, serious concerns about the Metropolitan Police investigation into a series of murders of young gay men perpetrated by the psychopathically disturbed killer Stephen Port. An inquest jury ruled that in the words of the bereaved families had four white heterosexual girls been found dead in the same manner the police's actions and the likely outcomes would have been different the partner of one of the young gay guys killed said that the head of the metropolitan police cressida dick should resign Ms. dick faced similar cause to resign after the controversial handling of a women's protest after the murder of sarah everard last year Assistant Police Commissioner Helen Ball issued a formal apology to the families of Port's victims and said, We completely accept that people's trust in us has been damaged by a number of recent events. It has often been the contention of LGBTQIA plus activists that those people who are most deeply intolerant of homosexuality and gender nonconformity are the real danger to society, children and the common good. Once again, this contention has been strengthened as a member of an anti-gay organisation has been found guilty in court of depraved offences against children. LGBTQ Nation reports that anti-gay fanatic Josh Duggar, who was once employed by the Christian evangelical group Family Research Council, has been convicted of receiving and keeping images of child abuse. He could be sentenced to up to 20 years in prison. The LGBTIQ Plus People Centre in London is a remarkable project providing a home from its South London base to dozens of grassroots organisations and groups. It is the latest in a long line of gay community centres that have existed in the capital since the old Gay Liberation Front squats in the early 1970s. Housing and homelessness do remain an issue for many LGBTQIA youth and even elders. So the centre is this year working overtime to provide services over Christmas and the New Year to members of our community who are in temporary or insecure accommodation or are homeless. The 
Club magazine QX reports that recruitment of Londoners who want to get involved in the centre, in the LGBTQIA shelter they run, and in working to provide a Christmas dinner to the needy is all taking place now. So for further information, you can visit libtiqoutside.org forward slash volunteer and fill in the inquiry form. We approach Christmas, and whilst we would never do anything as NAFA suggests where you might shop, we will pop on our web feed any particular LGBTQI plus from businesses who are offering fundraising or unusual gifts for your partner, kids, or even your granny that you are newly out to. In Bristol, the People's Republic of Stokes Croft is a community interest project that specialises in books and ceramics. Their range of trans and gay pride mugs and jugs are already popular across the region. Now they have launched a special Christmas range of dishes and plates in the finest china which channels s club seven with the title there ain't no party like a tory party Oof. the satirical design by beth millward depicts the prime minister carousing with carol singers whilst a blindfolded policeman looks on a gift perhaps for a daily mail reading relative for these news stories in further detail and much much more we update our website every day check it out at shoutoutradio.lgbt for Shout Out News, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout Out News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out, LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, do you know I love that? That's a very nice piece of music. Means yeah, that's um, uh, Ed Sheeran and Elton John. That's very current festive. UK number one. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be number one for Christmas, but we're not for another week yet. Well, either way, Ed's going to be number one because if it's not Ed and Elton, it will be Ed and Lad Baby for Trussell Trust. So well, yeah, both yeah. brilliant songs um, and, and su- both yeah. with supporting lovely people. charity. Yeah, I yeah, really brilliant. like the video to it as well. Oh, what, got, for this one? Yeah, you got Elton yeah, John playing piano brilliant. and Ed Sheeran sat on the top of and it. And Elton's on it this year because his song with Dua Lipa was amazing. Oh, was, but so's yeah. the video. It's so oh, good. I haven't seen the video of it actually. It's like four, three or four different types of animation, and one of them's anime. It's uh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, right. And nice. stop animation. I really like the song, though, uh, that he did with Julie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Although it, it, it was kind of, it was a sample of one of his... It is his song. song. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Rocket Man and Sacrifice, wasn't yeah. it? They merged yeah. them together, Loved didn't it. they? Lovely. Yeah, no, really good. So Now, uh, it's nearly Christmas, and um, I, I think we do this every year. We, 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 we well, I had have a, since I've been here. We do. We, so do. We, we do books a lot, but I can't remember we always do a Christmas books one. Um, usually in November, December time, yes, right. we do. So what we have, specially for Shout Out, these are the top 10 LGBTQIA books uh, that are being sold at our friends at News From Nowhere Bookshop, which is uh, the LGBTQIA bookshop in Liverpool, at number 96 Bold Street. If you're going there, they sell a wide range of radical literature, including uh, gay, trans, feminist, green, and so on and so forth. So this is the top 10 in reverse order. Do you want to announce cool. me? Uh, so then, at number 10... We have Notes from an Island 
by Tove Janssen and Tuliki Piatila. Now, Tove Janssen, who of course was most famous for inventing the Moomins, was oh, really? helped. Yes, <laughs> yes, she was. She helped by a maverick seaman called Brunstrom to build a cabin on an almost barren outcrop of rock in the Gulf of Finland. This island was Klovhren, and for 26 summers, Tove and a life partner, the graphic artist Tuliki, known as Tuti, retreated there to live, paint, and write, energised by the solitude and the seascapes. Notes from an island, now published in English for the first time, is a memoir and homage to the island the two women loved intensely. Oh, I like that. So we're going to talk about them at the end, aren't we? we so, uh, okay, number nine. So give me a couple of months and I'll be on the island with it. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, we've got Queer Core, How to Punk a Revolution and Oral History, edited by Liam Warfield, Walter Crosshole and Yoni... Lacer, I believe. Mm. Queercore is a down-to-detail, first-hand account of the movement explored by the people that lived it, from punk's early queer elements to the moment that Toronto kids decided they needed to create a scene that didn't exist. To Pansy Division, infiltration of the mainstream, and the emergence of Riot Girl, as well as the clothes zines? Art? Zines. Zines, I Zine knew magazines. that. Yeah, zines. <laughs> Art, film and music that made this movement an exciting middle finger to complacent Gay and Straight Society, fifteen ninety nine. Cool. Uh, I've, I've lost it. Oh, there we go. Uh, number eight <laughs> is Easier Ways to Say I Love You by Lucy Fry. It's a memoir on love, lust, and attachment. One woman's remarkable and candid account of transforming a difficult and uncomfortable love triangle into an honest, polyamorous relationship. With intense honesty, Lucy Fry takes us on a compelling journey from childhood trauma and addiction to sobriety, and from infidelity to ethical non-monogamy. And perhaps most intensely of all, from her fear of parenthood to her joy at having a son. Oh, lust! Gosh, what a word. So, uh, number seven. Oh, uh, rights edited by Amelia Abraham. Is that correct, Terry? We can do better than this. Thirty-five voices on the future of the LGBTQIA movement. I've got here. Oh. <laughs> I'll, well, tell you, I'll tell you about you it. You carry so on, I, please How do. can we create a better world for LGBTQ plus people? In this book, 35 extraordinary voices share their stories and visions for the future. Deeply moving stories and provocative new arguments on safety and visibility, dating and gender, care and community are mapping out new global frontiers in the fight for LGBTQ plus rights. Pablo Vitar pleads for the end of hate murders. Ollie Alexander champions inclusive sex education in schools. And Beth Ditto from the Gossip calls for a revolution in representation. Super Ooh. deep. I did that on purpose, really, because I want to. You talk wanted about to do number six. Oh yes, eat gay, <laughs> eat gay love. That's by nice. I like the name. Callum McSwiggan. Um, in the spring of 2012, Callum finds himself single again after his relationship of six years comes to an end. Heartbroken, unhappy, and unsure of what to do next, he leaves the hometown he has been in all his life to embark on a journey that takes him all around the world, <coughs> from teaching in a school to the outskirts of Rome, to exploring <coughs> the sex clubs of Berlin, <coughs> to raising tigers in an animal sanctuary. Oh deep in the jungles of Thailand. Along the way, he meets LGBTQI plus people from all walks of life and every part of the rainbow. From an Italian teenager struggling with a homophobic father to a Catholic navigating life as a trans person in Thailand to a young HIV positive man 
Living on the Streets of London. A travel memoir with a difference, Eat Gay Love is a celebration of the power of community and a personal tribute to the extraordinary lives of LGBTQI plus people everywhere in the world. 9 well. Can I just say that um, that's a brilliant play on Eat Gay? Eat, eat Gay, so they get Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, is that <laughs> where it comes from? Right, eat yeah. Gay Love, love it. So cool. Uh, at number five. The Sun Isn't Out Long Enough, which is a collection of essays edited by Tatovic Sargeisen. It's an anthology about queer experiences across borders and other stories told with no shame through poetry and prose 20 writers explore themes of belonging and loss in relation to migration language and inhabiting the spaces in between identities and there's lots on queer historical figures liminal love and diasporic desires what is liminal love liminal means on the margins Uh yeah and also disaporic disaporic Number four. All the things she said, everything I know about modern lesbian and bi culture by Daisy Jones. The book shines a light on the never ending process of coming out, what it's like to date a queer as a queer woman, how physical nightlife spaces have evolved into online communities, and the reasons why mental health issues have disproportionately impacted LGBTQI plus people. With verve, humour and razor sharp prose, Daisy paints a vital and insightful modern day portrait of what it means to be a queer woman in 2021 1699 cool uh, at number three one life by megan rapineau for the first time megan reflects upon some of the most pivotal moments in her life and career from her realization in college that she was gay through disputes with soccer coaches and officials over her decisions to kneel and to the first time she met her now fiance the n sorry wnba champion sue bird and it goes up to suing the u.s soccer federation over gender discrimination and equal pay this book is deeply personal and inspiring and reveals that real concrete change lies within all of us and asks if we all have the same resource this one precious life made up of the decisions we make every day what are we going to do that's retailing at 12.99 in paperback Uh, so second from the top at number Mm. two a queer dharma buddhist informed meditations yoga sequences and tools for liberation by jack jacoby ballard queer critique queer practice embodied teachings for healing from trauma and social injustice jacoby ballard provides an empowering and affirming guide to embodied healing through yoga and the dharma grounded in the brilliance resilience and lived experiences of queer folks a queer dharma is a guidebook reclamation and unapologetically queer heart offering for true healing and transformation gosh that sounds wonderful 1499 <laughs> it does doesn't it <laughs> so and finally in its top place at uh, number one this sounds wonderful as well baggage tells from a fully packed life by the wonderful alan cumming oh. baggage chronicles the actor's life in hollywood and the ways in which work has repeatedly whisked him away from personal calamities to sets and stages around the world taking us through the highs and lows of his career his struggle with mental health issues each failed relationship or encounter every bad decision or moment of sensual joy coming shows how every experience good or bad has shaped who he is today a happy but flawed vulnerable and fearless middle-aged man with a lot of baggage startlingly honest both poignant and joyous baggage shines a light on how to embrace the complicated messiness that we call life that's retailing in hardback at 1899 now go. guys Christmases are coming. What <laughs> would you like in your stocking out of that wonderful list? Um, 
gosh, actually. Eat gay love. Yeah, eat gay love um, for sure. And also, just like to say, if, if anybody struggles with um, with reading books, um, most of these are on Audible. Um, yes. And I know that they do a month for free. So just cancel your, what's it called, subscription after a month if you don't want it and you'll still get a free book. You know, oh, so you can choose that's a good list. Do you know? I don't know. You get to keep it though, do you? Yes, you do. Oh, you do. Yes, oh. I know this because I may have done this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, but yeah, that one for me as well. But also, gosh, there's so many. Um, I think the easier way is to say I love you because I'm. I work um, a lot in, in addiction with people who are in addiction and that that and and who have trauma and that that sounds mm. like a wonderful, very honest reflection. Sounds cool. I would be much more indulgent. I think I would go for the queer core because I'm a bit punk at heart. I like I would punk guess that one too. and post-punk music. And if you haven't heard the band Pansy Division, I'm not sure if they're still about, but they released some fantastic albums with some great lyrics. Well, one of my favourite songs is called James Bondage, which starts with the line, James Bondage is a man I know. I picked him up pumping gas up on Castro. Absolutely wonderful. Wow. Lovely. Andy H. I, I think I would go for number seven, We Can Do Better Than This. Um, partly because it's Bristol Connection because uh, Travis Alabanza um, is a uh, mm. Bristol born so I think I would mm. be wanting to have a look at that one and have a read because I have great interest in local things plus I've been Jones yeah. oh. cool well, there you go. Uh, uh, well, well worth a, a look at. All of the, I think they were all worth a look at, to be yeah. fair. To be honest, they, they yes. and I, I love some of the words, like lustful and... I did think of one to add to this list, and it's Miriam Margulies' new autobiography. Yes. Uh, absolutely oh. fantastic. It is... I've laughed very loudly. And I saw that in the, in the... In the, in the yeah. window display at various bookshops in Bristol well, I mean, so do support independent bookshops a Jewish, and lesbian, a Jewish lesbian comedian actress yeah she is Brilliant. a fantastic <laughs> force of nature yeah. cool cool well, stay with us you listen shout out back in a minute the shout out podcast for more information about shout out radio visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt shout out LGBT radio for you uh, do you know, Terry, I have mm. to say that is the oddest version of Frosty the Snowman <laughs> I have ever heard. It is unusual. <laughs> it reminds me of like, uh, that um, that song, Happy Birthday. You know the song, Happy Birthday. Yes. Some of you might know. The one yeah. that Marilyn Monroe sang. It was a bit like that. It's yeah. like really surreal, <laughs> seductive yeah. version. Well, like if it, you I liked like it, it, it's by the Cocteau <laughs> Twins. I did like Twins, it. Yeah. Yeah. I it was great. So I've never heard of the Cocteau Twins. They were influential in 80s indie and... Elizabeth Fraser who sang that she's Bristol well she lives in Bristol now um, she did the uh, the lyrics on Massive Attack single Teardrop that's oh, what she's most well known for yeah still a very weird version wow. <laughs> but then I mean the Frosty the Slow is a weird song it's so. A bit of festive, I mean, there's a few a that are pretty out there, but I just think the lyrics, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better be good, I'm telling you why, yes. is, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, let's, uh, let's not frighten every child. I remember someone saying to me once, you do know he can come out of your radiator if you don't have a chimney. I was like, yeah, that's not haunting at all. <laughs> In some countries, there's a, there's a, there's a tradition that uh, sort of a grumpy Father Christmas takes the presents away. And or, there's Krampus. Yeah. Krampus, Krampus, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, Krampus yeah. is more than grumpy. Mm, yeah. um, if you want to Google Krampus, 
Christmas. Um, maybe don't do it when children are there because no, it really no. is quite, quite a, something else. It's a German or Dutch thing, it's isn't German, it? Like, so yeah. there, was a, um, there was a film out on Netflix last year called Krampus. It was very good, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, that, that, that played on, on that whole thing. And interestingly, we, we always associate Santa as wearing red, but he didn't traditionally. He was originally green. That right. was uh, the red is a Coca Cola invention. Doesn't yeah. that just show you how powerful advertising is? Yep. Because loads of people don't know that. No. Yeah, right. Santa is a Coca-Cola advert. But then there's, there's this... <laughs> Not so, milk and cookies. So, yeah. so many different things out there. It's like Boxing Day is the day that you swap your presents. Yes, and I mm. know people um, who celebrate uh, on Christmas Eve yeah, as there's, well. Um, yes, right across some, um, a lot of Catholic countries. It's um, Christmas Poland, Eve, yeah. Czech Republic, yes. Spain. Yeah. All my friends out there do it Christmas Eve. In mm. fact, they have their Christmas dinner in Poland. I can't remember what it's called now, but I've been to a Polish, Polish Christmas dinner, and it's Christmas Eve, and it's fish. Was it called Christmas dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> And, no. and I suppose then people would go to Midnight Mass, wouldn't they? Yeah. Jim Dobry, by the way. I've forgotten the name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and some people, of course, in this country, I'm talking about the UK, I know we have listeners all over the world, but in the UK, wait for the Queen's speech, don't they, before they open their presents? I've got to say, I, I like the Queen as a person, and I don't mind the Queen's speech. Yeah. I think it's actually quite a nice thing to watch, especially if you're a little bit squishy. It's become a tradition, hasn't it? It has. You know. very, oh, very much so. I know a lot of Americans who love the Queen's speech. Oh, gosh. Yes, the yeah. Americans like they love the royal family. Love the royal family. Yeah. yeah. What about Keanu Reeves? Keanu, Keanu. otherwise oh. known as Quinoa, otherwise known as Keanu. Keanu. That what, one, what lovely Keanu I've Reeves. What, what What's about he been him? up to? There's a lot of flashing going on behind you, Andy. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I think there might be the police car outside. Keanu fans have been living out their sexual fantasies with his video game character in Cyberpunk 2077. What? Ooh. Oh, yes. and he's happy he's about delighted it as well. Well, it's in pink news so, uh, because most of the incumbents that are guilty of this are actually uh, men. Almost all, yes. So, So what they've been doing, they've been hacking into the game and actually having cyber sex with Keanu. <laughs> and Keanu thinks this is great, doesn't he? He does. He's very cool During an interview it, for yeah. the, the, the Matrix, um, uh, the interviewer asked him uh, what he thought about it. Do you know that uh, we referenced Queercore earlier, the punk, the punk Queercore movement? There was a Riot Girl, which is a twin feminist movement in punk rock, uh, a band called Bikini Kill. Uh, released a song called Kinanu Kanui Kinunu We Can't Pronounce Your Name But You Look Good In A Wetsuit <laughs> <laughs> Look we've all decided he's quinoa I think quinoa Reeves uh, quinoa yeah <laughs> no do it but did Pocho uh, quinoa Reeves uh, quinoa the only word harder to spell and you don't put that in the microwave uh, no in the microwave <laughs> One will be putting things in the microwave on Christmas Day. Oh, you're one not. Will be getting, well, no. I'll do everything in the it properly, but then what happens is Mother continuously refills my drink, so then things uh, go cold. Do you know, I had that problem. My my mum my, my insisted a few years ago that we had to have boiled potatoes as well as roast potatoes, even though no wow. one likes boiled potatoes. No, I can't stand them. But no. the problem was she had too many glasses of wine, so we had mash. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> Just tell the world. Yeah. Oh, so. I love that. I only like boiled potatoes if um, there's butter on them and they're mashed. 
So you like anyway. mashed potato, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> Boiled potatoes just really upset me. I feel like they'd be angry if they had a personality. So are you are you a sprout person or um, not? I'm very specific about my sprouts. They have to be partially boiled, drained, and then put in the in the oven in a hot pan with maple syrup and salt. Then I will eat them. Oh, Ooh. I pan fry mine with um, um, uh, lardons. That's what my friend does. Yeah. The manager. I put mine That's straight gorgeous. in the bin. <laughs> ah, you, you throw them like basketballs, do you? <laughs> love that so uh, anyway uh, that's it for this week as always loads more on our website uh, just uh, uh, head over and check um, it out is that uh, my uh, bit thank it. you I'm suing <laughs> check it out and catch up with our podcast at shadowradio.lgbt uh, next week uh, the fun is really going to be here it Ooh. is the official shout out Christmas yeah. cracker slightly <laughs> different this year because of Covid so uh, we're not doing teams we're all doing individuals so join in at and home. I will win uh, live from <laughs> 7 but for <laughs> myself from Andy, from Steph, from Terry, from um, Hans. Say bye-bye, everyone. Ezra. Ezra. Bye. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.